Welcome to Manhood. Who's thinking are you thinking? Hey, it's Frank Sell, your host of Armored Up Man, the podcast. Who's this podcast for? It's men. Men that are ready to fulfill their potential instead of just getting by on talent. How do I know that? Because that was me over 10 years ago. I realized everywhere I went, there I was. Everything in my life I was responsible for. And when you can take responsibility for it, then you start stepping into manhood and you have the ability to make change. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, how are we doing? We're back for another show. This is uh, this is Frank Sell. I guess you want to call me the founder, creator, whatever, of Armored Up Man. Uh, that's what I am. And what we do here on this show, if you're, if you're listening to this, we also do this live on Facebook at Armored Up Man. And the reason we do this is because we found a purpose. And you're going to find a lot of times in life, you, you come to a crossroads, you come to a dissonance. You know the difference between what is right and what is wrong. You know that something has to change and that something is you and me. That was my position. Um, man, probably, I know it's 2013. Uh, I could not avoid it anymore. It was in my face um, to where I was on the, I was on the carpet, man, just crying my eyes out. And I hadn't cried in years. And I realized everywhere I go, there I am. Uh, and so if things were going to change, then it was time for me. And I need to find mentors, people that have fruit on the tree, people that have the things in life that I want and simply go out and say, hey, man, how do I do this? How do I get new thinking? Because I didn't know who's thinking. I was thinking up to that point. I was just on autopilot. Um, and so that's the whole point of this podcast, this show, is to bring examples to you guys to say, hey, man, we know how you feel. We've been there in the trenches. That's why I'm really excited today. I know this is my excited face. Um, I'm really excited to talk to Mike today because we um, we have a lot of things in common. Um, not only do we both have like awesome beards and really shiny heads, um, we're also small business owners. We're, we're husbands, we're, um, our businesses fall in kind of like the same categories, um, like automotive. Um, we both have Rottweilers. Um, the list goes on and on. <laughs> so, Mike, how you doing, brother? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, we, we, we do have a lot in common. I, I never really put all that together, but yeah, there's a, there's a whole lot there. Um, if you started in 13, you, you've probably been at this whole change game a little longer than me. Mine was, was probably, say, about... I'm going to say 2015, maybe a little bit before that. But, um, yeah, we do have a lot in common. And, and the, the whole small business thing, I think there's so many people that just need to hear the message. You know, people live in, in quiet desperation. and it's, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't need to. You know, they don't need to. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, and so I've been kind of talking a little bit about this because we have, uh, I think you're in our, our group, the Armored Up Man Facebook group. And – one of the things that I have found from doing live videos like this, not only just talking to people, but like talking to an audience and you'll, um, you know, spiritually and, and scientifically, you, you get the vibration, you get the connection from what you're actually thinking to down to your heart, to what you're actually feeling. Um, and so you know, as, as a small business owner and a husband and a father growing up, I know my dad told me a lot of things that I know he felt, 
these things, but didn't quite know how to explain them. And so what I've been noticing is there's a gap there from, hey, here's the problem, um, here's the solution, but there's a definition in the middle that, you know, as men, we it's kind of a gray area. We don't, there's not a lot of people out there saying, look, this is the way, here's how you do it. This book helped me out here, this thought process Help me out here. Um, so maybe give us a little bit of background. Um, op open up a little bit about maybe like your, uh, not necessarily the, the dark and dirty of your childhood and so on, but, you know, what what got you into business um, and, and what, what does that look like from, you know, from a perspective now you've been in business for, you know, 20-some years? Okay, so um, I hated school. I, I graduated high school with like 15 college credits. I had almost a full ride to Rutgers College of Engineering uh, in Jersey, and I decided I didn't want to go. And I just thought there was more for me to do. Like I thought that you know, the, the world was out there for me to you know to go at you know. And I was I was gung ho. I was it was me and my first tow truck in '95 against the world, and it was. Um, it's been a crazy ride and, and it's funny because you talk about the that gray area and what you were just mentioning is is yeah there's the problem and then there's a the solution and the gray area in the middle but that gray area in the middle is called life and what I didn't realize is that what you're saying is that you know it's as human beings we deserve to have a life we deserve to feel good like the whole idea of being in small businesses is, is suffer and grind and and I did it for over 20 years and it it's taken its toll on everything in my life and I'm just now starting to understand that 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 doesn't have to be that way like it can be different for people um, and there's a path to that and it's not an easy path but it kind of separates people who you know build themselves a job and people who are entrepreneurs and the the um how do i say it the 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 disconnect that i i always felt with having a business is that you have a business so you can have more freedom and it for me it's up until a couple of years ago i it was just the absolute opposite i mean i was in a jail cell you know married to rotations and round the clock calls and and stuff that just made me absolutely miserable and i i just I was like a caged animal and I didn't know what to do about it. I, I just, like you said, I mean, I just broke down so many times and I didn't, I didn't want to give up. I'm not a, I'm not a quitter. You know, I don't just not nah, screw it. You know, it says, this isn't for me. I can't do it. You know, I always, I was a guy who was going to handle it, you know, and till I woke up, you know, overweight, hung over, you know, in a, in a crappy March, miserable, you know, winter morning, you know, after drowning another, you know, rough night in a, in a bottle of alcohol. And, and I finally woke up and, and, and decided like, I, I got to try to fix this. Like, I, I don't know what that even looks like. I have no clue what it looks like, but I needed to fix it. And I, I kind of, I guess I started with like, just listening to some stuff. I, I somehow latched on to Andy Frisella with, with MF CEO project. And I kind of, you know, got, in tune with some of that stuff and and that's kind of where it where it started for me yeah mfco ceo that's some uh that's some awesome stuff for sure i, I love listening to andy and 
uh, just just fires you up. And so, you know, it's one thing to have it and do a business, um, and then you're married with children as well, right? Yeah, I, I have a wife of 12 years and and an eight year old daughter. Um, and it, it was it was tough. My wife got to the point where like she she had no idea what to do anymore. Our marriage was falling apart, and she she felt for me, but she had no idea what to do. Like she just, she just didn't know what to do. And I, you know, started doing the different things that I was doing and, um, it, it, it took a while. It didn't, you know, it didn't fix my marriage overnight. It didn't fix, you know, uh, my relationship with my daughter. It, it kind of, you know, it was a, it was a very different, um, it was a long road, you know, once I, once I finally, got involved with, with basically with Sean and Lions Not Sheep. That's kind of where it, you know, was, was the big turning point for me. But even, even getting involved in that, it, it was, it was still a, it was a circus, you know, I was still, still playing the game. And uh, I don't know if you want me to talk about that. I can, I can kind of break that down a little bit for you as well. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to hear about that. Um, because that's really similar, you know, to, to my story. I don't think, you know, as men, we give, women enough credit for how strong they're I mean they put up with our shit um, and run family and all this other stuff and so it's I, I don't know if you've heard me say it but I know um, within you know Facebook and community I talk a lot about you know can you afford to be wrong long enough to be right and that's what's that's based off of is all the man all the shit that I did wrong in our marriage um, not only did you know I, I kind of have to undo and so that was why having you know grace and humility and saying, yeah, okay, I understand you want to hold on to that hurt. That's perfectly fine because I'm the one that did it. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about the, the lions, not sheep, Sean Whalen experience and how that kind of opened your eyes to wait a minute. There's a, there's a different truth out there. All right. So um, basically I heard about the, the whole thing through the MFCEO project that, Andy had shown on the, on the, the podcast and, and he talked about it and I just said, Oh, wow. You know, I gotta, I gotta look into this. And I, I started researching it and I didn't find out a lot of information about it. And I happened to join his online mastermind and got a little involved. I, I, you know, I did a couple videos in his group and, and I connected with uh, my good friend, Michael Todd um, mm -hmm. at one point and we had talked back and forth and I, uh, I considered, signing up for, for lines not cheap. And I filled out the, the application and, uh, I went through the interview process and it came time to pay for it. And he told me how much it was. And I basically shit my pants. Like, I just like, Whoa, like, um, yeah, buddy. Yeah, that sounds cool. But like, you're out of your mind. Like you're completely out of your mind. Uh, thanks. But, uh, yeah, I don't have the money for that. And the, the funny part about that whole situation was it, it was a complete lie. Mm -hmm. And I had the money to go to the Lions Not Cheap experience, but I ended up backing out of it because I didn't feel justified in spending that kind of money on an experience for myself. And I didn't think it was worth it. And I don't know what about it bothered me, but me and my friend Michael had met up. Um, there's a picture in one of my blog posts of, of the two of us that day when we met up. And it's funny because you can almost don't even recognize either one of us now, but uh, we met up and he told me a little bit, he had just come back from the lion's eye sheep experience and he had just come back from it. 
And, uh, you know, we discussed a little bit about it and stuff about our lives and business. And we connected just like you and I are right now, you know, on a, on a similar level. And after I left that meeting, something just like chewed at me and I didn't really understand what it was that was, was chewing at me. And I, I connected with another guy who had been through, um, from out in Arizona and, and we talked back and forth and, and got involved in some stuff and it just, nothing was different for me. Everything was, was still kind of screwed up and, and my life was not good. My marriage was, was in, in the toilet and, uh, business was so, so, you know, I was getting by, but I, I, I just felt like I needed, I needed to change. I needed to do something. And what I didn't realize looking back now, it's an easy, easy thing to understand, but you know, I was a liar. Like mm-hmm. I was a liar. Like, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't about the money and it, it was, I was a liar cause I had the money in cash sitting in my drawer and I, could have easily spent the money to go to his experience. And I lied directly to him and I didn't realize how big of a part of my life lying was. And so it chewed at me and I finally ended up reapplying and I ended up going in June of 2015. And it's a funny situation because now that me and Sean have become friends, he did the exact same thing. He obviously was involved in warrior, but, uh, you know, he, he did the exact same thing and, and told the same story and lived a lot of the same lies. And it's, it it was such a life changing lesson for me to learn, you know, that that's what so much of my life was about. You know, it's, it's where I was, you know, I was, I was just a flat out liar in, in so many areas with, with my marriage, with my business, with my, my own body, like just, I was a liar. Yeah, I can, I can totally understand. I, I mean, I get it. Um, because that was kind of a lot of, I haven't been to uh, a Lions Not Sheep experience. Uh, I've been around Sean. I've been in the Lions Den. He has a monthly membership den you can be a part of. Um, but in my own experience too, is like a lot of the same thing. I told myself I was a good guy. I told myself I was a businessman. Um, when really, you know, I just, I owned a really good paying job. Uh, and there were so many holes in my armor that, you know, I, I finally, I had to confront those myself and saying, okay, that's great. You may be a good person, but, you know, are you, are you fulfilling your potential or just getting by on talent? And I realized just how much I'm getting by. Um, and so what did, what did going to that experience, um, you know, it, it exposed that, okay, so that we're liars. Um, but what then? What, how do you confront that truth or how do you, how do you reframe your truth? Because it, it may not, it may not be so much that it's, you know, yeah, some of it's lying. A lot of it's lying to ourselves and to others, but some of it is just, man, our foundations are all fucked up. We don't know, we don't know what truth. Um, so, so how did you reprogram and get, get new learning, get new thinking? Well, it kind of goes back to what you said at the beginning. And I just did a, I did a, uh, the lion's den call, uh, on Wednesday, I did the call with my father and, you know, I think everybody, if, if everybody here or people that are involved with this don't know, you know, I've kind of started a little bit of a movement called the, you know, be, and I named it be present because it's just basically a phrase that everybody can relate to. Uh, but what it, what it means is, is 
is huge. It's, it's so much bigger than me. It's bigger than, than you. It's bigger than any of our groups. It's, it's, it's a huge, huge idea and movement. And I think what, what it comes down to is we all have the ability to be absolutely savagely present in our life. And we don't always do that. You know, we don't, we don't always understand like in that moment when it's like, he asked me, okay, do you, would you like to come to the lines, not sheep experience? Oh yeah, I want to come. But like, oh man, I'm not going to do that. Like, uh, you know, I'm not going to max my credit card out just to go to that. You know, like, like, no, stop right now. Stop right now. Like be present here. Like th this is it. You're, you have an opportunity knocking at your door and you're deciding to choose differently. You're choosing to not take that opportunity. Mm -hmm. and I think, you know, that's, that's where the movement, you know, comes, comes into play. And it, it, it just, it, it can happen with every situation. It, it, your, your marriage is on the rocks great you know how can you change that can do you want to change it like can like you were saying like how much is it costing you to stay angry you know in your relationship like you you have the choice to stop it right now and and everyone does but everyone is is so busy trying to be right and and you know their principles and and i talked on on our live call in the lines then the other day about my relationship with my stepmom and how it it uh, she took it to the grave, you know, because we just didn't get along. And I, I tried to bury the hatchet, but it, it didn't happen. And, and everyone has that choice. You know, you can take whatever you want to take with you to the grave, or you can stand to be here and, and change something about your life. Man, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Cause we've had, you know, as a man, so like, like for us, you know, I, I talk a lot about my kingdom, her castle, our empire. And, you know, if you, um, I, don't, I don't know where, where you're at, what on um, spiritually, but like the biblical basis that when we got married, it's now me and my wife and the rest of the world. And so that means, you know, some of my people that I was, I was born from the same <laughs> parents, you know, we don't see eye to eye on some stuff and it comes down to it. What is my truth? My wife, my children, the rest of the world. And so when it came down to that, you know, I, like for me, I kind of like a lot of the same, along the same line, I, I reached out um, uh, to, to reconcile, to get understanding. And then as soon as I, as I saw that, like, it ain't happening, then, for, you know, for me, it's like, fine, you're out. It's my wife, my kids. And if you want to respect that, then you're allowed in my life. Otherwise... No, it's it's my kingdom. It's our empire. This is how things are going to be. It's, it's choices, you know. Like it's, it, and you can choose. We call them, you know. Obviously, we call them social contracts, and it's mm -hmm. that people feel like they're obligated to try to conform to how other people look at them and are comfortable looking at them. And it's just not true. Like in life, it's just not true. We don't have to agree with it. I mean. Frank, you could be a, a, a Democrat that loves Hillary and, and I could be a Trump supporter. And, and, you know, believe me, I hate politics, man. But like at the end of the day, it's a choice as to whether or not you want to be involved with somebody or have a relationship, build a relationship, develop a relationship, no matter what their views are. And it, it's you don't have to agree with everybody. You don't have to prove to everybody that what the way that you think about things are right. And that's that's awesome that you you think about your your kingdom that way and and it works for you and it's it's not for everybody else to agree with or understand it's it's just a matter of 
whether or not they want to choose to have you in, you know, whether or not you choose to have them in your life, in your life. Yeah. And I appreciate that because I really like how, you know, I think, I think Sean was the first one I've heard say it this way, but you know, the lighthouse effect, um, you know, this, this is, I feel that my foundation is super strong and I don't have to go out there and, and shout it or, or try and shove it down somebody's throat. I just have to go out there and live what I believe in. And if you, if you like the results of my life, if you want to have that marriage where, you know, you, you serve your wife and your wife serves you and, and you just try to outserve each other. And that's, but that, that should be a goal in marriage is try to outserve because you're always going to be serving the other person. And by serving the other person, you're just serving yourself. Um, it's so funny. My, my wife and I had this conversation about, um, she really likes cooking stuff. That's part of kind of her love language to cook stuff, to serve people that way. Okay. She, uh, she was kind of a little disappointed that my daughter didn't say thank you the way she wanted her to. And I said, well, we do stuff for ourselves anyway. We don't do anything for anybody else. And it, it opened up a big conversation. Um, about no matter what we do, if, if we give a homeless person five bucks, we give it because we want to feel better. If in the end, we feel better. We're giving ourselves the opportunity to feel better by serving our, our fellow human being. Um, and so like, you know, I, I know personally with, with business and marriage, um, what are some things, you know, because my wife and I, we had the fireworks and that dynamic where, I mean, there's just communication breakdown. The only communication I love was just like, Man, almost like animosities, um, and you know, for me, take, taking leadership, taking you know the, the reins of being a king, I had to take responsibility. Yep, it's my responsibility. It doesn't care. I don't care whose fault it is. It does not matter whose fault it is. If I'm the leader of this household, it's my responsibility. Nobody's coming to save me. Um, and so I know for me, I I. Kind of, uh, I guess you would say I formed the phrase, can I be wrong long enough to be right? Meaning, you know, I know I've hurt her. I know I have done things that have caused scars and emotional wounds. Um, and then on top of that, you know, what it's, you know, studies will show that one in three women have been abused and one in five men have been abused. So there's, you know, and uh, a conversation we had that, you know, that a lack of trust and we were looking at studying, uh, reading the Bible and stuff. And my wife said, I don't even know that I, I trust God. And that really dawned on me that, you know, as for me, as, as a husband and father, that's, that's my role is to um, be that lighthouse, be that one in the family that shows everybody else how you should perform and be and act. And so here, if I have my partner doesn't even trust God, then how the hell can she even trust me? And so what that means is that I had to work on knowing myself, understanding how I operate, meaning my personality, my temper, my temperaments. And because that was just a reflection in our marriage, I was getting back all these things that this feedback that I needed to grow and equip myself because this is what my wife needs over here. She's just a reflection. She's just showing me everything that I really need to fix in me. And when I fix that, then that's going to fix uh, a lot of things. A lot, basically, it will allow my wife the safety and security to trust. 
Um, and so is there some stuff, I, I know what I had to go through, but is there some stuff that you did to sit down with your wife or and a lot of stuff I don't even tell my wife. I just, I see it and I start doing it because I just know this needs to be done. So we have like a, we kind of have a, a, a saying here and like, pardon my French. I mean, I, I try not to get too crazy on live here, but one of the things that was instilled in me when I went to, went through the lines, not sheep experience was, was to stop talking. You're just going to fuck it up more. <laughs> and, you know, guys don't realize that because we're, we're the fixers, you know, right. We, we see something we're like, she, she's, she's pissed off. Like, I got to fix it. Like, what do I got to do? Like, I gotta, you know, I got to, you know, bring her somewhere or get her a vacation or get her a new car. Like, you know, what, what does she need? Does she want shoes? What, you know, how do you fix it? Like, how do you fix it? And, and none of that stuff, you know, at the end of the day really makes a difference. And it, and it comes down to exactly what you're saying. And I'm a real big law of attraction guy. Um, I'm, I'm really, really into, into law of attraction. And, and I think, you know, you can think of it and in, in a lot of different lights, you know, you can use it in a, in a biblical type sense and in your marriage and stuff like that. But my biggest argument with my wife was, and the, the thing I always used to say, and I, and I don't, I don't even bring this up anymore, but I always used to ask her like, when's the last time you actually made me a cup of coffee? And you know, that, little stupid analogy or that little idea of, of one little thing that I wanted and then I concentrated on that she didn't do mm -hmm. was the problem. Like it was such a huge problem because it was, it was my perspective and it was my view on everything that she didn't do. And I truly believe in law of attraction that the more you concentrate on things, especially things that you don't want or don't want in your life experience, they come to you more. And so when you change your perspective and, and start realizing all the, the, the things that my wife does do, my, my wife is, is loyal as hell. She puts up with an unbelievable amount of shit. I'm not the easiest guy to be around all the time. I'm, I'm you know, I'm a handful, you know, <laughs> I'll admit it. You know, it just, it is what it is. I, I can't, I can't help it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm all over the map emotionally and, and, you know, it's taken me to, you know, learn meditation and, and those kinds of things to get myself you know, straightened out, but she's, there's so much stuff that I can concentrate on that she does do. And, and, you know, she's a great mother and, and she keeps a great house and, and, and she's supportive of any kind of crazy, you know, you want to go fly across the country and get punched in the face. She's like, okay, if you feel like you have to go, then go, you know, and it, 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 she's just always, you know, been that kind of a rock. And, um, you know, it wasn't until I changed my perspective and started focusing on all of the things that she does right and well and good that um it started to change and when i implemented you know the whole core four process into my life i i, I talk to a lot of people and you know in our groups and and friends and stuff like that about the the core four process and everybody you know tends to complicate the, the ever-living death out of out of core four and it needs to be this big process and this thing that's just so time consuming and everybody fails and nobody mm -hmm. lives their life that way instead you know, mine was really simple. I'm going to say for, for a year and to this day, um, the, the very biggest thing that I, I could, I did change in my life and that, that changed everything in the way that she looked at me was to kiss her and my daughter goodbye before I left for work in the morning. And it was just that one little simple gesture on a daily basis over the course of, you know, eight, 10, 12 months that, all of a sudden I started to think like, wow, like he's, 
is different. You know, I used to storm out of the house like a, like a madman, you know, angry to get to the, the shop and, 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 you know, I didn't bother. Like, it was just like, nah, all right, I'm, I'm going, you know, and I, I was just a, a, a madman. And she's like, okay, I'll leave him alone. You know, he's obviously, he's got a, got stuff to do. He's got the business, you know, and uh -huh. now I make that a priority. Like, I, I don't, I don't feel right leaving the house unless I, I kiss my daughter, even if she's sleeping, I don't, I don't feel right, you know, until I do that every morning. So that was those, those two little things, you know, were big things. And I, I think that that's the truth. And I think so many people don't understand that, you know, you have to make these, you know, massive changes and, you know, you got the saying, you know, radical change requires radical change. Well, sometimes radical change is just doing small things consistently every day. And, th and that was a huge change for, for me in, in my life. And that's what changed my wife's perspective on our marriage. And it showed her that I was, I was in it to, to work on it and to try to, to make it, you know, more than what it was. And it's, it's, it's not big things. It's, it's, it's a lot of little things over a long period of time that, that made the change for me, especially when it comes to my marriage. Man, I love that, you know, and especially it just aligns so much with be present uh, in that, you know, part of you know, what I found, you know, for me, there, there was three books that really kind of helped me, um, helped me change my perception, my paradigm. One is called Love and Respect. Uh, Emerson Egrick is a kind of a biblical basis for marriage. Um, the other one was the five love languages. Yeah. And the third one was positive personality profiles. And so like. You know, the, the first book kind of taught me how to how to do a marriage. Most people look at, at marriage as something you have. It's like, okay, so I have my phone, so I charge it up every now and then. I, I have a workout stuff over in the corner, um, but it's it's something you do. And so I learned how to do a marriage. Um, and so then also, you know, I, I went into the, the love and respect, because like what you, you're saying, I found, you know, that um, – my wife's love language, you know, like quality time and, and gifts, you know, it didn't matter, you know, so much the words of affirmation or the touch will, you know, yeah, I, I enjoyed a little slap on the butt, but she didn't enjoy it as much as I did. So <laughs> why would I keep doing that? Um, you know, so figuring, doing the work and figuring these things out and then the, um, the positive personality profiles and really it, that one really, helped me with the appreciation and gratitude because, you know, for myself, I'm a, I'm a, what they call a high D or dominant personality type. And my wife is not, she's a sensitive, a supportive type, which is more emotional and more emotionally perceptive and sensitive and all the shit that drove me nuts. Cause we got shit to do. <laughs> what, what good are emotions? But when I learned to, when I learned that, you know, if you want to call it the law of attraction, whatever, that was what the universe said. Hey, man, right. this is what you don't have. So here, we're going to give you this answer as a person. It's like, I like to say, you know, whenever, whenever you pray, God doesn't send an answer. He's just a person. And manhood's known the difference whether you were there to answer the prayer or whether the answer is in front of you. Um, you know, so that's something that really helped me. One day, one phrase, when I came home and my wife, she did the decompression, she was talking and talking about her whole day. At the end of it, I said, baby, are you looking for my help or do you want to just talk about this? <laughs> that was a game changer. Yeah, because she probably just wanted to talk about it. She wasn't looking for you to fix it. She just was 
throwing it out there and she just wanted a sounding board probably you know yeah and it was like, like your your message i was present i really uh, i'm sure i had a look on my face i had to be present in the moment and really listen to understand it and try to figure out what my wife really needed yeah that so the the message the message be present it's it's so applicable to so many things in 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 my life i i don't i don't know about anybody else i'm not really worried about anybody else i just know that the more that i focus on that it the better i feel and i i what you're saying earlier about you know why we do things and i think just about anything we do or want in life is is basically to you know enhance how we feel because you're not going to take a million dollars with you to your grave and you know your your ferrari's going to be still be sitting in the garage when you when you're dead so you can't and it's not that you don't want those types of things but what you want is the feeling that you get from having you know those things whether it's a good marriage or a, a nice car or a home or a business or you know a ton of friends or, or followers it's it's all how it makes you feel and and it took it took literally my face exploding to understand how life was like you're saying like whether you want to call it god or, or the universe or whatever it, it took my face exploding in a in a mma gym in the middle of utah for me to like understand that man like all you need to do is be present like like that's it like that's that's all you need to do like all the problems all the misery all the suffering all the the stuff that you hate and, and are trying to hide and bury and and, and numb it will go away if you just stop and are here and live this life and make yourself feel better every day by the things that you do and you know giving and gratitude and appreciation and spending time with with people and everybody has different ideas of what makes them feel good but it was just that i needed to understand what those things were for me and um that's when it really that's when my life changed so is there something that you do now, you know, like for me, I'm, I'm big. Um, I really like the feel and the touch of reading books. Um, so is there a way that you consume information now or a, like a, any kind of like strategic process that you go through? Like for me, if I'm like, if I, if I recognize a situation in my life, then I'll try and go find books on that. Like right now I'm reading a book uh, called the energy of money. Um, because I want to get better. I want to move from being from owning my own job to being a businessman, um, and so changing my mindset and mentality. And so I need to get more familiar and comfortable with understanding money and the energy and the flow. Uh, so is, is there something that you do, whether it's it's reading or podcast or books or? You know, to be honest with you, Frank, lately I've. I've noticed that I've kind of been a, a consuming junkie. Like I've let consuming content like overpower the application of that content. Mm -hmm. And what I've noticed lately for me is that, you know, I can listen to all the podcasts. I can do all the, you know, I can read the books and, and I, I do enjoy reading too. I, I read every day and I, I, you know, usually base my reading based off just suggestions from, from people right now. I'm re reading, um, raise your vibration, which is, you know, a law of attraction based book, but, uh, it's, it's cool. And it's not, a uh, it's not like a 
start to finish. It's kind of like a daily, you know, like nugget type of thing where it, you know, gives you a, a couple of affirmations and some, you know, just a daily, you know, amount of content because what I noticed too is, is some of the content that I was creating, even the reading stuff, uh, was, was a little counterproductive for me. It started to like, I was too introspective. Like it, it stopped me from like progressing forward. It started to make me start to second guess, like what I was, what I was doing and who I was and what I was all about. And, and one of the, the biggest like epiphanies that I had was, was back in August, I was at, um, Sean had done a live event and I, he asked me to come out and help with it. And I, I ended up opening the event for him. And so I spoke there and the biggest epiphany, like the, the, sorry, not the epiphany, the struggle that I had was, was the almighty question of like, what's your purpose? You know, like, like, what is your purpose? And I, I just, I smashed my head against a cement wall trying to figure this thing out. Like, what is your purpose? Like, why are you, why are you like, what is my calling? Like, is there this big thing that I need to be and like grow into and produce and, and like, what is, you know, like I'm freaking Picasso painting a, you know, painting or some, some shit. And I, I just, I, I, it discouraged me. Like it discouraged me. I'm like, you know, ah, like it almost pushed me back into being like, well, I'm just going to go back over here and run my business and, and just do that. And, and it's not, it wasn't a good thing for me for a while. So I kind of had to flop that. And, and it wasn't until I understood what my purpose was and, and, you know, the reality of it is my purpose is to be present and that's what I'm here. And that's what the universe has been trying to tell me for such a long time. Um, by the way that I feel and I don't rack my brain about what I need to consume and some of the stuff that I consumed two years ago in my journey to making changes in my life don't serve me as much anymore um, MFCEO project we started talking about that love Andy to death but you know the the rip your face off like you know all you motherfuckers like you know you you're lazy this that and the other like it, it doesn't talk to me anymore because I'm not, you know, and sometimes, you know, you get into those ruts or whatever and, and you need to hear that kind of stuff. But I, I like to consume stuff that, you know, is applicable that I can put into play in my life right now. And, and like, even this book I'm reading now is great because it just, it gives me something every day to concentrate on. It doesn't take up too much of my time and it doesn't push me backwards thinking that I'm, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing because I'm, I'm here doing this thing, you know, this whole big thing called life. Yeah, I love that. I uh, Like the, the way I put it, the Frankism is we get information constipation. We just get so much information. We, we get stage fright on what to do. And I have to yeah, paralysis by analysis. You know, you can just you can you can keep consuming and like, oh, I got to do this. And maybe this guy's my 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 guru and maybe that. And it, it kind of especially in this space, you know, it's, it's flooded with stuff. And I, I, even in the recent, like last, like three or four months, I, I've, I've had problems consuming content on Facebook because it just, it doesn't talk to me. You know, it, um, if you go back and look at a lot of the stuff that I post, I, I really try to post based off of my life experiences and I try to share. And I think so much of social media and the whole self-development space is is a lot of 
preaching and what I call them, I call them like, like barking dogs, you know, and that's, mm -hmm. everybody's just, they, they spit this stuff out that it's, and it's almost like a, like a German shepherd just yapping at you like, rap, 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 rap. and it's like, it just doesn't relate to me. It's, it's, it's more of, you know, share with me, like what you experienced, you know, what did you go through with your wife and how did you do the types of things that you did to change it? You know, those are the things that, that um, resonate with me. And, and it's, it's just, I think sharing is, is a much more powerful tool than, than barking. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, it's um, when the message is powerful enough, you, you know, your volume doesn't have to be. And, you know, that's a, that's a lot of what I've experienced with uh, social media and who I'm following and mentors and, and, and coaches. It just kind of, you know, what I've kind of learned is that, you know, when you want to talk about it from an energetic or a law of attraction um, aspect, you know, we already know everything. We just have to get out of the way and allow that energy that information, the infinite intelligence, whatever you want to call it, right. it, it will freely, it freely it wants to come to us. We just have to step out of the way sometimes of thinking we know better, thinking we know how, that somewhere out there is the answer. It's always, answer is always within. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's, it, we have it inside of us, and, and so much of the stuff I, I've learned through you know the things that i've gone through with when it, whether it's lines not cheap or you know listen to the somebody like like andy or whatever we we know a lot of this stuff and and we just we're full of lies full of excuses and and you know most people run run their whole life that way and it, it sometimes it takes guys i mean i don't know like what you know your your turning point was but it it literally took it took me like getting the, the, the shit beat out of me, you know, to, to understand that you're telling yourself a story here. You know, you're not, you're not the badass that you think you are, you know, let, let me demonstrate this to you, you know, and it, and it took, uh, you know, getting in the ring with a, with a pro MMA fighter to, to, to understand that, you know, and um, it, it, that's what it took to back me down because you, you build the walls for so long about, you know, why things are the way they are or your, your, your victim mentality or your, um, you know, your, your bullshit basically that you're, you're running around, you know, telling yourself inside your head. And, and it's, it's not an easy thing for, for a grown man to, to break themselves out of that. It's, it, it, it's really, really hard and uh, not, not too many people do it. And, and I'll be honest, I think a lot of people in, in, you know, in our space, in the self-development space are, are bullshitters. You know, and uh, I'm not shy to say that. And I, 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 that's why I'm so strong about sharing, you know, what it is. And that's why be present is what it is. And it's, it, it applies to my daughter. It applies to my business. And, and it's just across the board, you know, it, it's who I am. And I, I couldn't agree more. And that's something that I've uh, just, well, just at lunchtime, um, I almost like, you know, took more ownership that, Hey, you know what? I, I've been commissioned. I didn't go through all the bullshit that I've gone through just for pity or just, just uh, like I say, it's not meant to whip me. It's meant to equip me to be uh, a soldier of light, be a soldier for God, be to have a purpose to go out there and then equip other men, um, you know, that, that are looking for the answers. Not not everybody, but the ones that are that are present. And say that you can see, man, I am, I'm looking for answers. And so 
you know, taking that next level of ownership um, and actually doing like a, a live in-person, um, you know, community and growing that to where it's like, wait a minute, I, I am a badass. I am, I have gone through a lot of stuff, even though, you know, my, obviously my voice is a rather kind of soft voice. I'm not a loud, brash person, but I guarantee you when we're in person, in presence, you're going to feel my energy. And I know I've been around you, Mike, and I've, I've felt your inner peace um, that you just don't, you don't see in a lot of men. They feel like they have to impress somebody. And that's something that I'm impressed about by you that when we first met in the flesh, it's just like, it's just chill. It's just a, a certain peace. I, do. I appreciate that, man. I, I, I do appreciate that. You know, I, I definitely, you know, it, it was definitely cool to meet you. Was the first time we met at Meltdown this year or did we meet before that? No, it was, it was at Meltdown. Okay. I wasn't, I wasn't sure, but like, I was just actually reading the comments here and, and, and Trisha just, just was talking about how, uh, how the, the kiss in the morning is, is such a, a powerful thing. And, and I, I just, I just can't stress enough when it comes to all this. It's, it's, it's so simple, man. Like it's, everything is just so simple and it doesn't, it doesn't need to be complicated. It doesn't need to be hard and it doesn't, you know, life isn't supposed to be hard. Like we, we build life into a struggle. I built life into a struggle and I, I don't know what my, I guess it's none of my business what, what other people think of me, but like when you say, you know, what it was like to meet me, I, I, I most people don't approach me, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not somebody that a lot of people approach. I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm there and, and people know who I am, but I'm just not, super approachable. And I, I guess maybe it's because I've, I've learned to own who I am. And I think once you actually do that and, and, and you live it and people see it, it's, it makes people very uncomfortable to be around that, you know, because we're, we're all so caught up in, in trying to, to be this or, or show that we're this or, or prove that we're this. And, and instead of just like, I'm just, you know, when we met, I'm just, I'm just here at Meltdown just to have a good time. Like I, I, I was, I was literally in, I was so happy at that point when we met at Meltdown, like we're, I think we're at Top Golf, right? When, when we were talking, mm -hmm. um, I just so many great people, you know, in the space, you know, like, uh, I mean, Jesse Elder was there and, and Dan Clark was there and, and like, I had a very similar conversation with the two of them, you know, at Meltdown and they kind of, they said something to me and, and I think it's what differentiates, you know, that level of person um, with the guy who I used to be. And, and I'm, I'll put myself in, in that category because it's the truth. And, and both of those guys, when I, when I met them, I went up and introduced myself. Both of them said, Hey, Hey Mike, um, what's your story? And that was their, that was their greeting to me. Like, hi, what, what is your story? Mm -hmm. And that was such a, incredible show of their character of, of who they were, of how humble they were. And it was, it was the fact that they were truly present. They were there. They're interested in meeting people. They're not interested in showing you who they are. You know, they are who they are already. And it's, it's something that I just relate to. And, and I had such a amazing feeling with the being in the presence of those two guys, uh, you know, Jesse is, is just an incredible human being. And, and, you know, when I, when I meet people like that, I just, I resonate with it. And, and it's not often that I come across it. It's, it's kind of rare. 
Yeah, a person definitely has to uh, put themselves in situations and around people that kind of refuel them. Uh, I know that's why I go to, to events a couple times a year, just to be around uh, the, the like-minded people. Yeah. And it raises everybody's vibrations because you're on the, that same plane. Um, but man, as, you know, as we're kind of getting about an hour here, um, you know, I don't want to take up all your time. I know you're in Florida to, to visit with your dad and stuff. But, you yeah, I got to go out in the garage and help finish putting a wheel bearing in his Dodge pickup truck because he just went to pick it up while while we're on the call here. And um, yeah, we'll just uh, get that done for him tonight and uh, you know, maybe go have some dinner or whatever and enjoy the sunshine because it is not nice at home today at all. <laughs> it's bad. It's bad up by us, but. Yeah, man, I, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, and so where, where can people find you at? Where would you want them to go to find out more about Mike Rudge and be present? Um, basically, my Facebook page um, and, and my website is is www.bethelettersentnow.com. Um, most of my blog posts, I'm a writer. Uh, I'm trying to do more video and I'm, I'm fairly comfortable on video. I don't, I don't mind it as much and I need to do more of it, but most of my stuff is, is writing. Um, so all of my significant blog posts have been uploaded to my, uh, website, which is bepresentnow.com. And thanks for putting that up, man. I appreciate it. Um, that's where you can find me. You can find me and that's where all the gear is the, the be present shirts and stuff like that. And you know, whatever, feel free to grab one if you want, but, uh, you know, my significant stuff and what I've written, I, I've put there, I put it, I started putting it on Facebook, but I wanted a place where I could own the content and Facebook wasn't, you know, in complete control of, of everything that I wrote. So I do, I do post a lot on, on Facebook and I have a kind of like my daily little thing is, is my truck truth that I do. And it's just, I, I really try hard to keep the truck truth as just something that happened in my life. So um, Facebook, you can find me and, you know, the blog, the blogs are always linked to, uh, a Facebook post and you can usually, you know, catch up with me there and you know, have at it. And if there's anything I do to help anybody, just, just hit me up. I'm, uh, I'm very approachable. I can, uh, I can attest to that. So I, mean, I appreciate you coming on here and sharing your truth. Uh, cause I know that's, that's what this is all about. Is just taking and sharing our stories and, and saying, man, I, you know, I know how you feel. I felt the same way. I, I, you know, I screwed this up or I struggled with that, um, you know, and that's where you're going to find, uh, you know, your purpose in life is through some of that pain and through the struggle. Um, you realize, man, that's really all that is, is another piece of armor to go into battle. Is that there is a battle every day, whether it's against yourself or outside forces. Um, you know, it's it's we have to be present. Yeah, man. I've been doing good stuff lately. Uh, I like your stuff, Frank. It's good. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. It, uh, you know, I, I try to try to listen to my heart. I, I'm pretty sure I have one somewhere. <laughs> uh, well, enjoy your time in Florida. Thank you, everybody, for watching this. If uh, you're listening to this and you're wondering why I said watch, is because this is on Facebook Live, and I'll have it on YouTube as well. Um, so you can consume this any way that you want to. So, Mikey, thank you so, so much. Have an awesome Friday. Thank you. Have a good day, man. Thank you for being a man looking to fulfill his potential and not just get by on talent alone. This has been the Armored Up Man podcast. You can find us at armoredupman.com, anywhere on social media at Armored Up Man, and any likes and reviews are always greatly appreciated. Thank you.